Welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and life coach, a speaker, a creator, and a wellness chaser. I have created this podcast for you to learn habits, mindset changes, and get really actionable takeaways to find out who you are, what lights you up, how you can love yourself again, and how to live your best life. Give yourself the space to welcome in more self-care and confidence, reduce feelings like overwhelm and stress, and let's find your sparkle again. Are you ready? Let's do it. and welcome back to episode 39 of the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm super excited because episode 39 means that we are nearly on episode 40 and episode 40 means that we have nearly been together for a whole year and that just absolutely blows my mind. I don't know about you, but I do a lot of reflection at the end of December and the start of January. I know there's a lot of people that do, but I also know there's a lot of people that kind of roll their eyes at that and think, oh, whatever, like classic. Um, But the reason that I really love the reflections at the end of the year and uh, at the start of the year is because I really like to have a look at how far I have come, what I have learned, how I have grown. I utilize my wheel of life. A few of you, if you follow me on Instagram, would have seen me doing a new wheel for myself last week. And it's so interesting. I grab my wheel from the year before and I compare them and I have a look and I see what's changed. I look at the goals that I had said I wanted to set for myself. I look at what goals I achieved. I look at what goals I exceeded. And I also look at what goals are not relevant. How have I grown and changed as a person over the last 12 months? So that's always a really cool exercise for me to do. If You do want to do one of those wheels with me. I am more than happy to do it with you. Just send me through a message on Instagram and I can explain it to you and let you know how we can get that started. Um, Essentially, it's such a good one-on-one coaching session and I love it. I do it every year. Uh, and yeah, I get a lot out of it. So it's really great to have a look at setting your goals and setting a, setting a really good idea of where you want to be headed towards this year. Now, another thing that I have really found coming up in a lot of my coaching sessions and just conversations in general over the last week or so, because we are into the second week of January now. So the Christmas period is well and truly over. It's been about three weeks now, Uh, but that doesn't mean that the holiday period was only for that one week. You know, we kind of have our Christmas parties beforehand and we've got uh, that time in between New Year's, in between Christmas and New Year's when we kind of don't really know what day it is and we tend to go all out. We like to celebrate, we like to spend time with our family, with our friends and that can mean breaking normal habits, whether that means that you are staying up later than what you normally would or getting up earlier or later than what you normally would. You might be eating different foods that you wouldn't normally. You might be drinking different drinks that you wouldn't be normally. There's lots of different things that can change. Even things just down to the way that you move your body may change over those few weeks because it might you might feel very busy and very pulled from one thing to the next to the next. And we just kind of get out of routine. 
And that's something that I have found coming up a lot. And what we find happens psychologically, there's this thing that happens when we realize that we are wanting to achieve something, or maybe we've made a mistake or we want to correct something. We have this thing, imagine like a pendulum and it's swinging. And so we've kind of gone from just in the middle. It's like bobbing around in the middle there. And we can tend to overcorrect and really swing to one side and go all out. Um, And then what we realize, and this goes for a lot of decisions in life, not just for our physical body and movement and mindset, is that we realize we've overcorrected. We realize that it's not necessarily achievable long term or that it's not working for us, whether that's mindset wise, health wise, um, all of those different things. And we kind of start to recorrect. Now that recorrection can look like just stuff it, I'm over it, it's not working, whatever. Or it can just be swinging back to that middle ground of like, okay, I realized that that wasn't sustainable or achievable for me. This, like I said, can relate to so many different topics, but what I'm going to be relating it more so to today is our physical or our body goals. Because I think that at this time of year, it's very common for us to have things that we are focusing on that we would like to change or that we would like to be different, especially because, like I said earlier, our routines can tend to be different over the last few weeks. And it's generally around like, you know, the 10th till the 15th of January where we're starting to get back to work. If you have more of a physical role or you get up early for work, you might kind of start to realize, oh my gosh, like my body clock's out of whack or I haven't been nourishing myself enough and I'm feeling really tired halfway through the day. Lots of different signals that your body is going to be giving you over the coming weeks. So I thought, let's actually have a look at what these goals are for you so that we are preempting that overcorrection, that overswing, that we can actually make this feel achievable and more importantly, maintainable for you as well. So first of all, we need to get clear on what your goal actually is. So I know that I have done a few episodes before about the idea that I don't really like, I don't necessarily like my clients to set physical goals, but for the sake of this podcast episode, let's go for it because we will dive into why I don't like that in a minute. So let's just think about what your physical or your body goals are at the moment. And a lot of the time for a lot of people, they will be related to weight at this time of year. So it will be something along the lines of, I know that I have put on X amount of kilos over the last few weeks and I would really like to lose that weight. Now, what I also want you to think about is why. Why is that your goal? But we're not just doing the why once because chances are your answer will be something along the lines of, okay, I want to lose five kilos, let's say, for example, um, over the next I don't know what, whatever feels realistic for you, but let's use an example of over the next two months. So my goal is that over the next two months, I would like to lose five kilos. And if I ask you, okay, why is that important to you? You would say something along the lines of, well, because um, that's how much weight I've put on over Christmas. And once I've done that, I feel like I'll be back to feeling happy again. Let's go deeper than that. So I want you to use the five whys because that's still very surface level. I want you to grab a pen and paper after this episode 
I want you to write down what your physical goal is and then I want you to write out your whys but I want you to ask yourself why at least four or five times. So the first why is along the lines of why, just why is that my goal? Uh, second why will be maybe why is that important? Third why might be again why is that important or why does that matter? Um, and then again, why? Another why at the end. So we're doing this four or five times. And what you'll find is every time you ask why, you get deeper, you get deeper, you get deeper. And what we get to is the actual real emotional reason that you want to achieve that goal. And the reason that this is so important is because once you know what your emotional connection to this goal is, you are more motivated and you are more persistent in actually achieving this goal and taking action on these steps that are going to help you to get there instead of those that language that you're using like, I have to go to the gym, I have to work out, I have to eat healthy, have this salad for lunch, blah, blah, blah. Now, something that I want to talk about with language, I know I did just touch on the use of the word have to, two words, have to, but with language, what I actually want you to start catching yourself out on is the language you've been using over the last few weeks. So things like, I shouldn't have eaten that, I shouldn't have drunk so much last night, I consumed so many calories last week or yesterday or this morning, um, I've ruined my macros, I've been eating so many bad foods. All of those sentences and any sentences that are in line with anything like that is creating a reality for yourself that you are telling yourself that you are not good enough as you are right now, that you need to change yourself. You're creating limiting beliefs in your mind and you are talking down to yourself. So your thoughts are creating your reality every day. And if you are consistently talking down to yourself, how are you ever supposed to like yourself? And if you can't like yourself, how is anybody else supposed to like you? So I know for some people that's a bit of a like kick in the guts and that's like a bit of a harsh reality there, but you need to be able to like you. And you are not going to be able to like you if you are consistently talking down to yourself. So yes, using the above language, like oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Oh, I've eaten so many calories. Like I need to go and work that off at the gym. Yes, that type of language might make you feel motivated, but it's not going to make you happy. And at the end of the day, there is two feelings that as humans, we are always working towards the first is happiness. The second is love or connection or loved and connected. Now that can be loved and connected by and to other people, but just as importantly, it's loved and connected to yourself. And do you feel like you love yourself when you are using words like and language and sentences like I shouldn't have eaten that. Oh, like I've eaten so much shitty food. I've made so many bad decisions over the last few weeks. I need to lose all of this weight. This is my fault that I've gone and put all of this weight on, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Talking to yourself like that and speaking down to yourself is not going to make you feel happy. It is not going to make you feel loved and it is not going to make you feel connected to yourself. So 
what you're starting to see here is a bit of a pattern that your physical goals are so much more than just your weight. The way that we can start to change the mindset around this and get rid of some of that negative self-talk and those limiting beliefs is to look at, okay, yes, because you know what? At the end of the day, it's totally fine to have a physical goal. It's totally fine to want to lose weight. I'm not saying that there is absolutely anything wrong with that at all. What we're looking at is the actual mindset behind that and the reasons why and starting to remove some of these limiting beliefs and this negative self-talk so that it feels motivating, it feels empowering, you can generate that self-love so that you are creating that for yourself, which is then inviting that in from other people in your life as well. So what I want to know then is what do you gain from this physical goal? So yes, maybe you do want to lose weight, but by taking action on this goal, by doing your action steps, what are you actually going to gain from that? So you might gain some strength. You might gain some friendships. If it means that you're going to the gym and you're meeting new people, you might be doing some different gym classes than what you normally have been. You might be able to get out and go for a walk and get outside. And it means that you have time out in nature. You might be able to go for a walk along the beach a few times a week. You might be gaining self-confidence within yourself once you start to take maybe those few awkward steps that you've been procrastinating on about feeling nervous about getting back to the gym each time you go you're gaining that self-confidence you're feeling good about yourself it might even just be half an hour's time for you to just clear your headspace that might be the only half an hour in your day that you have for you, that your phone's not ringing, you're not answering children's questions, you're not being pulled from one thing to the other and multitasking, and you maybe can just go for a walk and listen to a podcast or listen to your favorite music and just have some downtime and that's your reset time. Maybe you are gaining discipline. Maybe you're wanting to get back into it because you want to feel like you can commit to yourself. There's so many different things that you can be gaining that is more than just losing weight. Because at the end of the day, you're not necessarily going to be happy just because you've lost weight. If you're still speaking down to yourself, if you're not generating that self-love, that self-empowerment, you are not going to be feeling happy. You, maybe you might be five kilos lighter, but you're not generating any of those emotions, that love, that connection, that happiness, those emotions, those feelings that you want to feel. So what I then want you to do is reframe your goal to include your whys. Now, this is kind of hard for me to do on a podcast for you because there could be however many hundreds of different goals, however many hundreds of people are listening to this episode. So I can't do that for you, but what that means is that, yes, your goal is still your goal, but I want you to include your whys. So for an example, if we're going to use the same one that I was using at the start of this episode, I want to lose five kilos because I am going to be able to generate strength and be stronger. I am going to create deeper friendships with the people that I go to the gym to. I am going to be creating and amplifying my self-confidence. I'm going to feel good about myself and I am generating a sense of discipline that I have been lacking recently. 
And all of those things together are going to make me feel whatever that feeling is, happy, relaxed, motivated, excited, joyful. That's on you, whatever that is. So that's what I mean by reframing your goal. It doesn't mean that you need to change your goal altogether. Your goal essentially is still the same goal. The difference is that with your whys included there, you are so much more motivated and you actually are disciplined. You actually want to be taking those action steps. You want to be getting up and going to the gym. You want to be putting your shoes on and going for a walk around the block. You want to be setting up your yoga mat over nighttime and doing some stretching before you go to bed. Whatever your goals are, however this looks for you to be achieving this goal is amazing. But when you include your whys, you actually want to be doing those things. They become wants instead of have tos or need tos. And if any of my clients are listening, you will know that this is a huge mindset shift here. So the next thing that I would like you to do is to call yourself out on your excuses. Now that you've gotten clear on what your goal actually is and why and get that emotional connection, let's have a look at what has stopped you from achieving this previously. So again, there is going to be hundreds of different excuses that could come up for all of you guys listening. They can be down to um, not feeling like it, being too busy, not having enough time, kids being priority, other family members being priority. Um, I needed to cook dinner, so many different things. Um, I just couldn't be bothered to get out of bed when my alarm was going off. So many different things. Your excuses are your own excuses. They'll be different to anybody else's. So call yourself out on what they are now, because we all know that our brain works off habits And is your brain going to be consistently going back to those habits and back to those excuses? Because let's be realistic, they are the easy way out. You guys, it's easy to not take action. It's easy to put it off until tomorrow. But did you get anything meaningful done in your life by taking the easy way out? I can bet you 100% that that answer is no. And a goal is a goal because it's something that we haven't achieved or that we've been striving to achieve that we haven't made it to yet. A goal is a goal because maybe you have been giving in to those excuses from time to time and you are not where you would like to be at the moment. So you can call yourself out on your excuses. And then another way to be able to do that is ask yourself, can I do more? Can I be doing something differently to what I'm doing now? When we feel disappointed that we're not achieving our goal, there's a few different reasons why here. It can be because you haven't achieved your expectation. So you know that expectation leads to disappointment. And a really interesting question that I got asked when I was doing a seminar up with the beautiful ladies at Le Somme at Newcastle, we were talking about body image. And the question was, what's the difference between goal setting and expectations? Because technically, isn't setting a goal setting an expectation on yourself? And I said, yeah, that's a really good catch. But the difference is that when you set that expectation bar too high, then when it's not achieved, it feels really disheartening. When we're setting a goal, what we're doing is looking at achievable 
action steps that there is no room for unachievable expectation there. It could be the biggest goal in the world. If you want to save a million dollars, go traveling around the world and not work for the next 10 years, that's amazing. That's a great goal to have. Let's work out how we can make that actually achievable. Because I mean, I don't know what you would have to do for work to be getting a million dollars in a week, but I can pretty much guess that there's not a lot of you that are listening to this podcast episode that are going to be able to achieve a goal like that in the space of a week. If you did set that goal for yourself in the space of a week and you got to the end of that week and you didn't achieve that, okay, fair enough. Yes, you're going to be feeling disappointed because it's an unrealistic expectation that you have set. And that is the biggest difference between expectations and goal setting. With these goal setting tips that we're looking at here, we are looking at making this goal achievable for you and looking at what are the action steps that is actually going to get you towards this goal. So it could be because you haven't achieved your expectations. So then we're looking at, did I set the bar too high or did I give in to temptation and excuses? So there's two different things that can be happening when we're not achieving our goals. We've set the bar too high. So we've looked at achieving a long-term goal more short-term than what we would have liked to. Um, Or we're looking at, have I been making all of my action steps or achieving all of my action steps, but I have also been giving into temptation. So when we're looking at physical goals, it could be that, yeah, I have still been having, you know, a bottle bottle of wine in the evenings, or I'm still eating quite a bit of chocolate, biscuits, cookies, um, you know, all of those things that we kind of try to steer away from. Uh, as much and our excuses start to come up as well. Now, I am in no way saying that having a glass of wine, having some chocolate, having a few biscuits is a bad thing. There is absolutely nothing wrong with doing those things. What we need to look at here is, is this in line with the lifestyle that I want to live or is this a short-term fix? Are these temptations in line with me moving towards my goal. And I don't think that it's achievable or realistic for you to be cutting out all of the things that you enjoy in life. And I think that the reason that I have been able to enjoy this Christmas period and this Christmas break so much over the last few weeks is because I have worked really hard on my mindset over the last two years so that I have released a lot of the limiting beliefs and the negative self-talk around these things to be able to just enjoy myself. But I can also recognize that if I'm going to go and enjoy myself and go out for drinks with the girls every second night and be having a large pizza on my way home and brownies and ice cream for dessert every night, Number one, I'm probably going to be feeling like crap because my energy levels are going to be so down because I've cut out a whole meal that I would normally be having a lot of vegetables with. Um, But number two, I'm not going to be achieving my physical goals that I want to be achieving because I know I'm not nourishing my body in the best way possible. So like I said, I'm not saying that these things need to be cut out entirely or completely, definitely not. But it's looking at how often am I giving into these temptations? Or how often am I looking at these short-term fixes? Is this block of chocolate 
or is this packet of hot chips going to make me feel good in the short term? Probably, yeah, I'm really going to enjoy it. But long term, is this in line with where I want to be? And if that means that once or twice a week, you're looking at indulging and having those things, amazing, enjoy it, be mindful, be present, be appreciative, be grateful. When you are having those things, enjoy it. Don't take it for granted. Don't be multitasking and being on your phone, on Instagram, doing your work, like all of these different things that you might be doing while you're eating. Sit and enjoy it. If you want to eat those hot chips, eat those hot chips, but sit there and enjoy those hot chips or sit and enjoy that glass of wine and really be present and mindful with what it is that you are doing. And the chances are when you are present and when you are mindful, because you have taken that enjoyment to the next level, the temptation isn't there as often for you either. Because it's like, well, I really got to enjoy that yesterday or a few days ago. And I know that I can do that again in another few days. And that's enough for me. But when we're doing these things mindlessly, we kind of forget that we have done them recently. We take that enjoyment out of it for ourselves and we get sidetracked. And then, yeah, maybe that is when the temptation starts to come in for you and you do want to go and reach for that glass of wine or that chocolate again the next night. So calling yourself out on your excuses, looking at what your habits are that you have been creating for yourself over the last few weeks and looking at how you can swap some of those habits out if there's things that have started to creep in that you would like to change. So again, this is all totally individual for you. This could be different for every single person and there is definitely no one size fits all approach to this. This is just my tips on how You can try to be making your physical goals feel more achievable, but more so how you can be working towards those feelings of happiness within yourself and love and connection within yourself, feeling more self-love for you, feeling more connected to you so that you can welcome in all of those feelings from other people as well. And you can be generating really beautiful, meaningful, connected relationships in your life as well, whether that is with family members, whether that's with friends, whether that's with a romantic relationship and an intimate relationship. Think about the you that you show up as for yourself when you feel really good about yourself. Think about the love and the happiness, the joy that you cultivate and how that glow that you have within yourself shines to everybody else around you as well and how that can positively impact everybody else in your life and why wouldn't you want to generate more of that and who would have thought that just by setting a physical goal for yourself and just by feeling like you want to lose a few kilos after Christmas that these are the things that you can actively be cultivating in your life as well. I would love to hear what your goals are. If you have any questions at all or any comments at all, please feel free, like I say every episode, to get in contact. That's what I'm here for. That's what I do. And I would love to give you a hand if you need a hand or have any questions. I hope you have a fantastic day and I will see you next time. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day. I get such a big smile on my face. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I hope that you have gotten something from this episode. 
If you want to hang out more, you can search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join our group. We're talking all things life, love, overwhelm, and everything in between. You can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. If you would like to get in contact with me, please don't hesitate to reach out and shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me at Amy underscore Rankin. Last but not least, it really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review on whatever app it is that you listen to this podcast on. I am just a little independent podcaster and every subscribe and review helps my podcast to be seen and heard by more people and to help more people get their sparkle back. Thank you again so much for being with me and have a fantastic day.